0: Welcome back to the Facts About Packs. I'm Michaela Isler, now Executive Director.
1: And I'm Adam Belmar, the Ed McMahon of the number one PAC podcast in America.
0: <laughs> Ed McMahon? I didn't know you were going to say that, Adam. I haven't thought about Ed McMahon in a long time. Anyway, it's Friday, May 20th, 2022, as we tape this episode of the podcast. And Ed, I mean, Adam, we've got a great show today.
1: That's right, Johnny. Today, a masterclass on political fundraising with the professional who leads one of our industry's best programs, RPAC. Coming up in a minute, Lauren Colicelli, Director of Political Fundraising at the National Association of Realtors.
0: Adam, I absolutely love it when we have practitioners join us on the pod to share experiences and insights with everyone in real time. The election cycle is now well underway, and it is a busy season, Adam.
1: It really is, and we're lucky that Lauren made time for us, and we're lucky that you did too, listeners. We know everybody's busy right now.
0: And NavPack is in high gear too. We just relaunched our website and our association management platform with a major upgrade for our membership.
1: There's gold in them near hills, Michaela. I took the time this week to investigate the nooks and the crannies of the new website, and I love it. I love the pictures, the user interface, the easy access to all the pack resources, and yes, this podcast A sincere kudos to you and the team for a job well done.
0: Well, thanks, Adam. It really was a team effort. And it's been a little bit of a labor of love and the kind of mission, though, that matters most to our membership. And here comes the plug. If you haven't signed in and reestablished your profile, check your email. The magic ticket is right there. And any problems or questions, just reach out.
1: The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's SNAP activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community.
0: Thanks, Adam. And joining us now for her first appearance as guest on the number one PAC podcast in America is Lauren Colicelli, Director, Political Fundraising at the National Association of Realtors.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Lauren, the National Association of Realtors is one of those organizations that has members in just about every county in our nation. Accordingly, the realtors work diligently to support outreach at every level. And what that looks like in the political fundraising space is so impressive. Lauren, let's start with peer-to-peer fundraising. How and why does it work best for NAR?
2: For peer-to-peer fundraising, it is certainly our most successful method to solicit our 1.5 million members. And with realtors, they really crave that in-person interaction and they're salespeople, right? So they want to be sold on why it's important to invest in their industry and to invest in the pack. And When I actually first started working at NAR eight years ago, my job was actually to attend major investor fundraising events and to make the pitch for investing in the pack at our major investor level. And for the purposes of our audience today, our major investors are anyone who invests a thousand dollars or more to the pack annually. And I definitely had some success at these events, but after some time doing them, I made the pitch to my team that we'd actually be a lot more successful if we had realtor volunteer leaders going and speaking at these associations and showing them that their peers are the ones like that are taking their time away from their business and their families to come and speak to them about the importance of investing in RPAC rather than lowly NAR staffer on the Hill coming to speak to them because that's what I'm paid to do. So I think it really speaks volumes to our membership, and as a result, that program's really grown in the years since we've started having those volunteer speakers come out and do that peer-to-peer outreach, and our receipts have grown really exponentially since we've started bringing that volunteer leader out to these events.
1: You know, we talk so much these days in a lot of different quarters about authenticity, but it seems to me, Lauren, that peer-to-peer is the sort of ultimate expression of authenticity. It really means something to me, and we know each other. And so it fundamentally makes sense when you're hearing from people that you respect and that you actually know. Now, Makila mentioned size and scope. Realtors is huge. How does RPAC structure that ambassador program? Do you all provide resources to help people meet their goals? How do you support them?
2: Yeah, the the size and scope, like you mentioned, um, that 1.5 million members, it really speaks volumes and it's a benefit to how we're able to solicit for the PAC. We have hundreds of realtors who volunteer their time to serve on our national RPAC committees at the National Association. We have a bunch of different groups that help us with this. We have our RPAC Trustees Board, which is about 40 members in size. They set the national goals for the association annually, and they also set our fundraising policies. And then reporting to them are these two different councils of members. We have the RPAC Participation Council and and then the RPAC Major Investor Council. And each is about 60 members in size and a realtor representative from each state, plus a chair and a vice chair. We have some representatives from our commercial membership, our Young Professionals Network, and our other affiliate group representatives that all make up each of these councils. And then For the Major Investor Council, their goal is to help their states meet their goals for the number of major investors and the number of President Circle members, which President Circle is our direct giver program um, that NAR sets uh, each year for the associations. And then for the RPAC Participation Council, it's their goal to help their states meet their RPAC participation goal for the year. Pretty straightforward what their mission is for each one, but they can't do it on their own. Um, It's, you know, one representative trying to help the entire state uh, to reach their goals, right? So to help them do that, NAR provides council members and the trustees also each with a thousand dollar stipend that they can use annually to help them basically defray the costs of their fundraising efforts back home. So it can be used to take a member out to lunch or to dinner or to make the ask for them to invest. They can use it to invest in items for a fundraising event to help them cover costs to travel to a fundraising event in their state where they're making the ask. As long as it's not used for any kind of a thank you or a recognition purpose, they can use this as a resource to help them raise more money.
0: Lauren, I love this. It's really kind of a grant program for your state and local associations to help them host these fundraising events. And I just think that's genius. How effective is this program and why?
2: It's, it's super effective because we have this program available for them but then we also have additional programs that help in addition to that $1000 stipend so we have for example our RPAC fundraising grant program and associations can request anywhere from $5000 to $15000 annually depending on the size of their association and throughout the course of the year they can host general fundraising events for their membership and then the goal With this program is to raise at least three times the amount that they receive in grant funding uh, in order to comply with the one-third rule. So associations don't have to apply for the full amount they're eligible for all at once. They can apply for smaller amounts for multiple events throughout the year, uh, up to their cap that they're allowed each year. And associations have gotten really creative in recent years, and they've been hosting some really cool events. Uh, So it's not just like your golf reception, you know, your tournament, your golf tournament anymore. We see things like wine tastings, uh, cornhole tournaments, these progressive dinners, drive-in movie setups, karaoke tournaments, like water gun fights, like you name it. They've got some really cool things going on. And again, they like to all be together and have that camaraderie. And so that brings them there to know why to invest. And then we also have our RPAC Major Investor Event Program. And these are the events I was saying in the beginning that I used to attend when I started working at NAR. And those are the smaller, more exclusive events that target members to become major investors and President Circle members. And we give them up to $65 per person to speak at these events. And then that's also when we bring those leaders out to come out and help make the ask. And that really helps them there as well. And then I know phone banks can be kind of old hat, but a lot of associations really benefit from hosting phone banks throughout the year. Some states host like a phone like the old school telethons, as their big investment generators each year. And we offer associations up to $500 to help them take advantage of the phone bank experience and bring in pizzas and balloons or prizes for the highest level, you know, who brings in the most money from the phone bank. And so all of these things have a really high turn on investment over the years. So we're happy to bring this to associations. So if they don't have the money at their disposal, we can help them to help them achieve their goals.
1: I'm hearing you talk about this, and I feel like I'm just back watching the movie Jerry Maguire. And he's saying, help me help you. And that's really what you're doing. You are helping the people who are helping you. And it seems obvious, right? It's it, it's a way to support and anticipate the needs of this great organization. But it does beg one question, because you said these are not for recognizing or celebrating these people that do so much But I'm sure you do do a lot of that. How do you celebrate your great volunteers?
2: Yeah, I think our our members and frankly our staff work really hard throughout the year to meet and exceed these goals that we set for them each year. And so we're happy to celebrate their achievements. So uh, one example... Our PAC just reached 37% participation for the first time ever this past year, which is a goal our leadership set years and years ago. But with our growing membership, it's been harder to achieve that number. And so we hit this milestone. Our leaders, you know, they want to shout it from the rooftops and they see it as a badge of honor for their leadership year, which we completely understand. So every year we have a award ceremony for our award winners so we have a triple crown and a president's cup award and when they achieve those awards we have a giant ceremony we bring in you know clappers and noisemakers and bring everyone in and call out the successes that these associations have had throughout the year and they really look forward to doing that so we do that at our legislative fly-in meeting that we do each may and it's a really great way to celebrate them
0: it's just proof that that creating that competitive spirit and I'm sure with realtors that's not hard to do but just creating that competitive spirit has really been successful uh, for you. So Lauren, how does someone, you know, reach the NAR Hall of Fame program?
2: Yeah, our Hall of Fame program has gotten really popular over the years. It started, I think, back in 2002, and it recognizes members and staff who have invested $25,000 or more to ARPEC throughout their lifetime. So it's definitely a significant milestone, and we are proud to celebrate them for that. We actually have over 1,600 members who have met this milestone, and they're all so proud to have invested so much money in this industry. And when they reach Hall of Fame status, we add a Hall of Fame banner to their major investor lapel pin that our members love so very much. And they also get a plaque honoring their achievement that we send to their home or to their office sometimes that their significant other does not know that they've given $25,000 to the pack or more. Um, But I think that what they love most is they get a plaque with their name placed on the roof of our building here in D.C., and it's added to our Hall of Fame wall. And it started out as just the wall on the rooftop, but we've grown so much. Uh, we actually ran out of room on the roof. So a few years ago, we fabricated some of our columns up on the rooftop and started adding names there as well. And then we saved the original wall up on the rooftop for our Hall of Fame members who advanced to the 50,000, 75,000 level and all these higher tiers. And we actually have members who've invested over $200,000 to RPAC in their lifetime, and they're still giving. They're still members.
1: I'll tell you what, you're keeping your membership quite healthy and uh, to everyone's benefit. God bless you. Listen, I want to go back to the beginning with you for a second. And thinking about our audience, you talked a little bit about what you learned, what you saw as you were coming up. How do you talk to young people who are thinking about getting into this space?
2: Yeah, I think it's really important. We have this young professionals network, um, which is all of our young realtors. And one of the things I'm focused on right now is trying to figure out how to keep that pipeline of investors strong and growing, because a lot of our major donors, they are frankly, aging out and retiring. And those are our biggest champions. And so how do you groom the next generation of young professionals to come on board? And so we actually have a pledge program to invest $10,000 over 10 years. And so it may not be a thousand dollars a year at the start, but it's getting them invested in that over time. And so I certainly celebrate that with them. They they take their pledge card, they put it on social media, as all young professionals love to do. That you know, I've taken this pledge to invest in my industry. And that really kind of starts a conversation of how can I get involved in that? I'd like to be part of that too. And just building that culture from the beginning is. is really key to getting those people bought in.
0: Adam, this is, we talk about next level programs. This is next, next, next level programs. And if anyone out there is wondering why NAR's PAC is so successful, I mean, hopefully you're getting a glimpse into it right here. I think we've talked a lot about thanking donors and how important that is. And it's, to me, what we've learned today is Is next level thanking of your donors and the recognition is so, so important.
1: And what I hear, is that just because you have an organization as strong, as well-resourced as NAR, you can still learn from what Lauren is saying and adopt some of these things and make them your own. Absolutely. You can bring the resources that you have to it and know confidently that other practitioners right here in town, maybe with bigger programs, are finding that these things really work and they do empower the people that they're meant to inspire.
0: Well, and Lauren, you know, these programs, you you have a very rich and deep history of engagement from your members and the didn't just, you know, sort of come together overnight. I mean, you started this Hall of Fame in 2002. And I think for listeners that may have smaller programs, it's exciting for them to see what the potential could be and and to where they could end up. And so just what a fantastic program, Lauren, I don't know if it's a team of one or what your team looks like, but this is tremendous work.
2: Yeah, I mean, RPAC is over 50 years old. It was founded in 1969. And so, certainly, it didn't happen this way out of the gate, right? It has evolved as a culture over the last 50 years. And my team, I am privileged to manage the fundraising team. I have a team of four. And, you know, I have one person who is managing all things recognition, another person who's managing all things major investor because we have built this wonderful program, there's a lot that goes into it. And so it does take a village.
0: Lauren Colicelli, Director, Political Fundraising at the National Association of Realtors. Thank you for joining us on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: And thanks to everyone downloading and sharing the show. Subscribe and meet us right back here on the Facts About Packs podcast.